Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. I'm your host, Laurie Brooke, and together we will get to take a look at what goes on behind closed doors. Today, I'm joined by April Bielfeld. Hi, my name is April, and I'm here to talk about female friendships. April is a self-described dream maker who connects travellers with each other and their next great destination. She has been leading small group tours to witness the aurora in Alaska, the changing seasons in New England, and chasing ghosts in the gardens of South Carolina for almost the past 20 years. And while she may not have been to every country, she can probably connect you with someone who has. She has written guides for other couples wanting to explore the USA on their own. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Talks. I'm here with April, who's coming to us from Las Vegas, where it's about to get really cold potentially. So I'm going to make this nice and quick because I'm feeling cold just talking about it, April. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here and share about friendships. I think that's just as we get older, unfortunately, friendships are always evolving. And I don't think we often think about how much of an important role female friendships play in our life. Yeah, and they're hard to make as we get older too, or we feel like they're harder to make as we get older. I think they can be harder, especially like I never had children. So a lot of women that have children, you have that connection of your kids, your career life. So you have different avenues to meet people. And if you're more, I'm more introverted, don't have children. So there's a couple of things that make it a little bit more of a challenge to make friends. I often remember Going back to my childhood, I ended up, I had friends, people that you don't often learn the skills of being a friend. It just happens as you're a kid and you're growing up. And I remember reaching a point, it might have been fifth or sixth grade, where all of a sudden I was like, I don't really have any girls to sit with at lunch or hang out with at recess. And I would go home just in tears and my mom would say, Junior high starting next year, because come summertime as an introvert, I always found enough to keep me motivated myself and just find things to do. I have a lot of hobbies, activities, so it wasn't in me to learn the skills. And I don't know, something I guess as parents, sometimes they teach or don't teach, I don't know. But I remember going into junior high and I was super excited because there were only two junior highs in my town. So the elementary schools are getting condensed. And my mom said, you know what, your first day of school, you need to be talking to people, you need to say hi, you need to be friendly and smile and just try to make new friends. So I remember that year as all about reaching out and just being more aware and being cognizant of the path of making friends, being a friend, looking for friends seeking friends in my classes or that shared similar interests. If they're hanging out in the library, they probably like books too. And they're maybe quiet and maybe no one's talking to them. So it was in that year that I really learned a big lesson about making friends. But as you go through life, life changes. Maybe you move, maybe you go to a new job. And so there's always opportunities where you're maybe losing some friends pre-internet we weren't always able to stay in touch now we have the internet and you can reconnect with old friends but now it's again how do you navigate and make new friends maybe your kids have grown up and left your house and so there's plenty of women that are like oh i've got all this time and i want to explore my passions make a new business maybe just the pandemic i think itself has changed a lot of people's views as far as relationships 
what's important both in their work life and their personal life. Yeah, I think if the pandemic taught us anything, it was that we can't take for granted our friendships and those connections because we don't have we didn't have the ability to just pop out for coffee or catch right. up or all of that. So we had to make the effort. Right. Exactly. Stay connected. But tell me, how have you found as you got an older, how have you found making new friends? I found actually there's a lot of great ways to make new friends. There's a website actually that happened in the United States. It's called meetup.com. And after 9-11, this couple, it's a beautiful story actually of how this couple realized again in New York City that 9-11 happened. They didn't really know their neighbors. So they started this thing called meetup.com. And it goes back to that whole idea of shared interest. So there's a meetup groups for people who like quilting or walking or running or have dogs or whatever it is. And through that, for me, I was like, as soon as it popped onto my radar, I was like, hey, I can make a meetup group for people that like to travel, that like to go out on Friday afternoon and photograph wildflowers. And since I was working full time, I kept my work friends separate from personal friends. I always had that idea that sometimes good not to mix or have a variety of friends. Again, you need to have friends outside of the workplace that share your true interests that you can confide in. Maybe they can complain about your job too. You need different types of friends for different situations. So that was one way, meetup.com. Again, I was into art, so I started going to find, I went to, there was an art association, and that first, as an introvert, going to that first meeting was a little bit of a challenge, but that's where it's like having a friend, a neighbor, maybe if it's your husband, they'll do it, sometimes they won't, where it's kind of like your wing person, it's, hey, I want to go check out this event, this mixer, this art gathering, this church, whatever community thing it is, and you're not often always sure there's trepidation, you get nervous. So getting them maybe to come with you or at least get you to the parking lot so that you'll push you. Go do it. Get in there. You can do it. (laughs) It is so true. There is so much comfort in having somebody else just to walk in with sometimes to feel like, yeah, you're not alone. If this isn't the right place for you, that's okay. You're not alone. You've got someone here. Right, right. (laughs) So those have been two great things. And then during the pandemic, online opened up, like meetups started allowing things to happen online. So a friend and I that is also into travel, again, we even in Los Angeles, we weren't supposed to get together. You couldn't really gather. We're stuck in our homes and you needed someone to talk to and just sometimes have that face to face even. So she was a little bit more adept at using Zoom, but we created like these Zoom kind of coffee chats around the topic of travel And each week people join from, this time they could join from all over. There was a woman that joined from Ireland. Someone would join from Scotland, Australia. We had a couple. So sometimes it became a challenge as far as picking a time because of the different time zones. But again, we were able to make connections and continue those conversations around the shared interest of travel. Yeah. So let's talk about travel because I think travel is one of those things where It is a great way to meet new people, to expand something that really fills you up. And also you can go with friends and you can go with family or partners or whoever it might be, and you can strengthen those relationships as well. Yeah, you can strengthen them and they are. it's also actually a good relationship test, I think, sometimes. (laughs) Honestly, there's some friends, you can have a best friend 
but they might not be the best person to travel with because maybe their style of traveling might be completely different. And it was funny because just this morning we were talking, you and I have been talking about this topic of friendship. And I was on uh, Facebook and there's a group of travel women and they were all sharing their stories of how friendships like gone bad on a trip. And I thought, oh, how horrible and sad. But it's true if you don't Again, it's setting expectations, having a conversation ahead of time, laying some groundwork. Because I know myself, I've had friends, I call them, there was a woman, a young woman I met once, again, by starting a meetup group. And she said, when she introduced herself to me, she says, I'm your fair weather friend. And at first, I stepped back for a moment and I was hurt a little bit, like fair weather friend, because... I felt like we had connected and maybe we would be better friends because she didn't have children. She lived in my neighborhood. She checked a lot of boxes. (laughs) But then I understood that what she meant was she was there for the sunny days. She was there for the day trips. Call her up to go do something fun, explore a beach community, have lunch. But she wasn't going to be there for the challenges. She wasn't probably going to be the best person to call if I needed to, like, cry my eyes out or if I needed to like lean on her like that my mom was going through a challenge that was really hard for me any of that so then it stuck with me I'm like you know what she's right I have friends like that where it is that they're great to get together in small doses but I couldn't probably take them like share a room with them or you know they some people will leave you drained so spending too much time with that friend or the in that relationship can make you feel like drained, worn out, not good about yourself. So I liked that term in a way. She was totally honest and we've had a great relationship and she's my fair fair weather friend. (laughs) I've never heard that term before and I'm like, I think that's a really great way to set a boundary without being, without feeling like you're coming across being rude or you're going to hurt anyone's feelings. It's just, this is who I am and own it. Right, exactly. But on the other hand, a a trip, a travel experience can really build a relationship too, because you have to learn to rely on each other, whether it's a new boyfriend, a new girlfriend, someone new in your life, and you agree to maybe, and maybe start in small bites, like an overnight, a weekend. But if you have to, I took an Amtrak trip once, and he actually is now my husband, but it's like that trip, we did it like right after, we, shortly after we met. And it was, I think, both of our minds, this is either going to go really good or really bad. <laughs> and it was like through that trip, we need to, to learn to rely on each other. And after that, we went from Los Angeles to Florida up to Washington, D.C., to Iowa and back to L.A. So see, I really covered the entire country in two weeks. So we really had to like, stuff happens on travels. No trip goes perfectly and if it does you don't have return with any good stories but (laughs) the train breaks down they throw you on a bus who knows what may happen but when you learn to navigate those situations together it can really bond you for that's your lifelong friend that's your lifelong travel partner I have a friend the same thing as I, I say she brings the matches I bring the wood we're always like thinking of everything as far as the trip goes. Hey, what time are we getting up? Who's packing the cooler? Who's, you know, and those are people that you just, I love them. They're lifelong. Anytime I want to go somewhere, it's, hey, are you up for going to Egypt with me for a week? Whatever it is. And you can rely on them because they're not going to 
show up with 60 bags that you're now struggling to carry. They're actually practical. You can rely on them. They're so. But, and it creates, I think, the travel with those types of brands also creates some great memories. Yes. And some great moments to look back on, stories to tell, stories to share. And that in and of itself then further strengthens the bond. Exactly. So tell me, give me a disaster story though, because the disaster stories are the funny stories when it comes to a trip that you've been on with a friend, with your husband, whoever it might have been, where things didn't go well. Yeah, there's been a couple of those. Uh, unfortunately, I think it all happened. And again, I think it goes comes back to communication. Um, there was a young woman we traveled. We'd gone to on a couple trips together, and she was a lovely woman, very professional. And she'd agreed to go with me to Alaska. And there was it was a small group of us. So I don't know if it was just the group dynamic. I don't know if she came into the trip feeling really stressed. And the red flag should have been when she told me there were other people that wouldn't travel with her. And I should have paid a little bit more attention to that or been sure to like really ask a lot of questions ahead of time because it, you know, puts them in a bad position if they're not having a good time. It puts myself in a, we all suffer. If you're in a group, you all bear the brunt if someone's not having a good time and you can't fix it but she was she got she got worn down so we were taking meals to her room we were getting her tea she wasn't ready some mornings we needed to get up early to get to something that was planned that we were getting on a bus to go into the national park and we have to be there or the bus is going to leave without us or the boat that's going to go out or whatever it was and every morning it was just like are you coming are you coming I'd be like knocking on our door starting the car the rest of us are all like panicked and finally everyone else is feeling like hey you keep trying and trying but it's holding the rest of us up and so it was how do you have that difficult conversation where you get to the point of this isn't working out and there's the airport and and so unfortunately we had I in the middle of a parking lot we I was literally just you know what this isn't working very well and I feel like I'm trying and trying but the rest of us all are being impacted so maybe you need to you need to like there's the airport we can help you get a cab maybe it's time to go home maybe you want to take the rest of the trip on your own so yeah that was a difficult conversation to have and unfortunately it had to happen but it wasn't pretty, let's put it that way. Because at that point, I think my emotions had got as a more introverted, people-pleasing person, it's sometimes hard to be the one to finally you're pushed to the brink of, I have to say something. This isn't going well for other people in my group, and they're not happy. And I'm just like, yeah. So what did you learn from that? I learned to have a lot of conversations before you travel with someone and really ask what their expectations are. If, if they're more, they'd like to have more of a spa vacation, that's maybe a different type of trip than maybe what I've got planned, especially if I'm the one kind of doing the planning. What is their expectation? If they want to sleep in, that's fine. Do they need more downtime? This might not be a good match. Even just sitting in a car, if it's a road trip for long periods of time, I like Australia, it's like big open places and you could spend a lot of time just in the car and that might not be for everybody. Yeah. And some people like to do everything together. So again, are you the kind of person that is okay? Like, honestly, if I'm traveling with someone, I enjoy the experience, the shared experience. I don't want to be like, 
I don't want to wander on my own too long. I have plenty of time to wander on my own in my hometown. So when I travel with someone, it's that joy of discovering together, of meeting people together, of sharing a sunrise together, taking pictures together. But for some people, that might not be what they envisioned. They might have a different plan. So what I learned from that is communication and communication early and before you maybe get in a trip, have an exit plan. Because unfortunately, that relationship probably didn't have to go that way. That experience didn't have to go so poorly because now they're left feeling not good. And yeah, yeah, it's just not a good way to end it. No. So tell me, in terms of your your trips around, have you... What's the best memory in terms of being on a trip and then making an unexpected friend? Oh, wow. Well, there was a time when I wanted to go photographing up in eastern Washington. It's got all these rolling hills, and I wasn't finding, honestly, I wasn't really finding anyone in my friends group or in my photography group that they, no one wanted to go. <laughs> so I was like, I put it out on this meetup.com site in a women's group and had some conversations, but literally I was taking a chance. I was meeting someone blindly at an airport in Eastern Washington. We'd agreed to rent the car together. We agreed to share a hotel room because we both were on a budget. So there was a lot, it could have gone really, again, really good or really bad, but we both had a lot of conversations prior on the phone. And when we met up, we were just both, I think, ready to meet someone new. And we both knew what the plan was. Like, we're getting up early. We're taking pictures. You're going to drive. I got the map. I got the GPS, whatever it was. And we've taken so many trips since then. I could, she's Her and I became, like, really good travel friends. And she's just, she's a fabulous artist. So I felt really inspired by her, too. She's someone that when I'm in her presence... Because I don't consider myself an expert at anything. Like, I'm not an expert photographer. I think in life, you're always hopefully learning something new. And there's always someone in a relationship that you can learn something from and being open to learning from in a way that's comfortable. Because there are people that you're not going to, they're going to try to make you feel like you're, you're stupid. <laughs> I mean, you're, you know, and those friendships too, like sometimes there are certain words that are just toxic and that's when you've got to, you know what, I don't want to be told things like that. I want to be so around people that uplift me. I think that's so important. Time is so precious. And being in her presence, just watching how she would observe um, nature and her bird photography, which takes a lot of patience and yet a lot of understanding of just how birds, when they're going to take off and where to aim your camera and where they might be nesting. And that wasn't something I was really interested in. So being around her, I've just learned so much through her eyes to seeing we could be standing side by side and I'll be staring up here at the sunrise and she's noticing that little something on the ground. And so it's just inspiring to be around someone like that. And she does it in such a natural way. So I think just that friendship is just gold to me. To find someone like that is just gold. And it was completely unexpected. And again, yes, I put myself in a place to find and meet a friend and be open and have conversations. So there were some things that went right along the way. And then after that trip of just again, following up, staying in touch. And and no, it's not someone maybe that we speak 
every day or every week, but we're always checking in on each other. You know, she posts a picture. I know I see it, you know, again, it's just that kind of back and forth, that give and take that's so important yeah. when you have a relationship, a friendship is, you know, feeling that like it's equal. No one's, you know, that you're not giving, putting out and it's not being reciprocated. Yeah. How did you find being an introvert, putting yourself out there? Like that takes a lot of courage as an introvert to do that. It does. It takes courage. Really, It can be hard. And I think it's, it's A, you get to a place where you look around, like I said, when I was in junior, this in school age, and I realized like, something's not right. I didn't do something right. I don't have anybody to eat lunch with. I don't have any girlfriends that are calling me to go to that sleepover. And at that point, it was like, wow, you know, I have, it's one thing to be introverted and have a few close friends because you need friends. Honestly, you need relationships in your life, whether you're shy, you're introverted, you're a mom, you're a husband, you have these roles, but you need friends. I've been reading, there's a lot of articles about how friendship can impact your own health. Without friends, it does, it starts to work on you. I'm, the pandemic was horrible for some people especially in a way for extroverts, I think even harder because yeah. here's an op- here's a point in their life where they could always go out and mingle. They could go to a restaurant. They could go to the local pub and have find a beer and someone to sit and just chat with. And as introverts, we're not going to just be walking into a crowded room. <laughs> that takes a lot of energy and guts for us. We're the one that's like, hanging out with our face in our book at the coffee shop. And sometimes if someone says hi to us, we're like startled. Uh-oh. You know? <laughs> so it does. It takes a lot of inner work. I think you have to get to a point where you're ready personally and see the value in the relationships around you. And that A, you either want to strengthen the ones you have, which as an introvert, again, that's comes down to people are probably reaching out to you and maybe you've just been not unaware or maybe, hey, I don't want to return that phone call. I'm not feeling up to it today. So it's, again, making a point to put it. Sometimes I literally just put it on my calendar. You know what? I haven't called Susan, Lisa, whoever that friend is, and I need to do it because I I know the consequences now. I know if I don't, I'm letting that relationship like just trickle away. Yeah. And it is about making that concerted effort, isn't it? And I know when I have to go to an event as an introvert myself I always say I have to put on my big girl pants now and take a big breath and just walk in that door and what will be but it's all about making that effort yourself to start off with and not just expecting everyone else to make the effort back yeah that's what it really comes down to and of um and it can take a little bit of finessing sometimes I think as introverts we're not always aware of I'll be honest, of social cues, sometimes it's easy for us, I think, to take things really personally and get hurt, but vice versa. It's, if we are the one reaching out, sometimes we're so focused sometimes on, hey, I want to connect with that new person. I want to connect with them. And if they don't respond in what we think is a timely manner, it can almost be that we're like, again, it's like we start to reach that, oh, no, they don't like me. They're, you know, that, and it's so not true. We have to it's always realizing that the person that you're reaching out to, 
thousands of other little bubbles of things, their family, their work, their whatever is in their world, that it's not just you personally that they're ignoring. It may just be that they've got all these other things going on and just to be patient. That inner dialogue can really get carried away sometimes. Yes. So tell me, what do you think is the secret when it comes to creating and keeping strong relationships? I think it really boils down to communication. And I think it comes down to knowing your heart. I think that for some people that might sound a little obscure or woo or whatever. But I think ultimately in our heart, when we meet someone, sometimes we feel a spark. We feel some sort of connection. But we also have to recognize where we are. Are we looking too hard for someone? Are we, what's our situation? Weigh in on ourselves too, because it's okay to be that fair weather friend. I often go back to that because it just plays so much in my life that sometimes now I feel like that's a good opener because maybe for someone else, I am just going to be the fair weather friend. My husband and I, we had met this couple, in fact, once, and we were like, hey, we wanted, we had a lot of things in common. And their response one day was, we just can't take on any more friends. And we both, my husband and I were like, later we looked at each other and it felt abrupt and it felt hurtful, of course, in the moment to be told, we just can't take on. But in, in the end, I was like, you know what, though, that was super honest. And sometimes it's good to just be honest that if they felt their plate was too full and taking on a new friendship was going to add too much and they wouldn't be able to dedicate to that relationship, then that's OK. It's OK to, to say that. And equally, sometimes you have to do the hard thing of breaking up with a friend, even in a girlfriend situation with someone is you feel like you're giving and giving. And at some point you're just like, oh, wow, you feel too drained. They're not filling you back up in return. Sometimes you have to give a hard look at it and say, you know what? This person, again, isn't in the place. They're not, we're not compatible as friends. And right now we're not able to have a relationship. Maybe down the road we can revisit it. Maybe we can set it aside. But sometimes you just have to you've grown and you've outgrown that friendship. Maybe you've outgrown that need for that friend, whatever that relationship was. Like if you're no longer, maybe the maybe the common thread was that you were working together or you had a project together. Well, now that thread is no longer pulling, holding you together. Maybe there really isn't much left. It is one of those things about sometimes we're trying to hold on to a relationship that has just run its course. And we need to get ourselves emotionally prepared to let that go. Yeah. And it doesn't, that, that works in no, any type of relationship at the end of the day. When a relationship has run its course and it's time to let go, we have to be prepared to do that, opposed to trying to keep it for what it was. Yeah. Because that's yeah. not nice for anyone. No, it's not. Because <laughs> it's not, because you're just stringing them along in a way too. It's hurtful. So sometimes the best thing is to be, and no one wants to be on the receiving end of hearing that just sometimes being told like, hey, we don't have time for new friends. At the moment, it feels harsh. But 
when you step back and, and look at it, you almost feel relieved. You were told right away you weren't going to continue asking them to meet you for dinner. You weren't going to continue to reach out and to be told, oh, we're too busy or told excuses. The, the truth was, it's just right now we just don't have room or we don't have room in our, in our circle <laughs> of friends. And that's okay. But yeah, honestly, I think the secret is just communication and checking in with yourself of what your needs are and looking around. Maybe you do need, maybe you don't have a fair weather friend and you need that. You need to be out going out and just having someone to have fun with, having someone to just have a coffee with. Thank you so much, April. I've really enjoyed it. I don't, my cheeks are hurting actually from smiling. So oh, much really? Our chat. So <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, <laughs> I hope everyone got something out of it. Like I said, I think relationships, there's no right or wrong answer most of the time. No, it isn't. And But we need them. Yes, and we do need them. We do need them. And it's also important, I think, to understand that relationships can come and go, which is what we talked about. And it's, you know, it's not because we've done anything wrong or anything like that. Sometimes they just run us course. Right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you and I'm so happy you came on the show. Thanks, Lori. And thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Relationship Talks. If you can, I'd love for you to jump on and leave a review. And whilst you are at it, don't forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please join me again next week when we get to take a look behind closed doors at someone else's relationship. But until then, I am your host, Laurie Brooke, and remember the choice is yours, so make today and the week the very best it can be.